Welcome to another episode of Before You Kill Yourself with your host, Leo Flowers. I am Leo Flowers. Today we have Dr. Joel Gould, who is a dentist in Manhattan Beach, California. And today we're going to talk about one of uh, the topics that are closer to me uh, or as close to me as uh, suicidality and mood disorders. We talk about sleep apnea. Yes, snoring, sleep apnea. He talks about how really he's in the business of bringing couples together because once he fix, fixes the snoring or the sleep apnea, now people can share the same bed once again. <clears throat> and I don't know if I've shared this in previous episodes, but Michelle, uh, up until I got my uh, jaw device, was sleeping in the other bedroom. I mean, we start off in the same bed, and then at some point in the night when a real snoring kicks in uh, and, I, and I roll over, she is in the other bedroom. Um, so now that I have the new device, I, I'm happy to say that we have been sleeping through the night together. Um, now, Dr. Joel Gould does not talk about the device too much. He, he does talk about it a little bit, but he talks about other natural ways for us to uh, improve our sleep, reduce our snoring, and reduce our, our anxiety and depression naturally, naturally. And, and I say naturally because the device that I had to purchase was not cheap at all. Um, now, if you are in immediate distress, please call 1-800-SUICIDE or 1-800-273-TALK. If you're international, please go to the show notes, and there are phone numbers for, I believe, every single country, uh, every single country's uh, suicide prevention hotline. So there's help. You can talk. You can text. You can chat. There is help out there for you. Now, with that said, let's jump into the episode. I, I know that you also have, uh, you have Crohn's disease, correct? That's correct. So I... I so tell me what you're feeling, what you're experiencing. I would imagine that that has to be terrifying to, to have COVID, Crohn's, and uh, trying to manage. Not even, not even a little bit terrifying. And, and probably that's why we're talking now. Is it, um, is, hopefully you can just hear my voice. Um, you know, I have, I have COVID and it's very mild, um, which is what I anticipated. And, um, you know, based on everything, I believe my Crohn's disease is no longer active. It hasn't been active in over five years. And that's because the root cause of the uh, Crohn's disease is very similar to the root cause of the coronavirus. And that's a damaged immune system and metabolism. And that's really what we're starting to see out there. Um, you know, here we are uh, really far into COVID. And, um, you know, the messages out there for who's susceptible, who isn't, it's the same thing. People who are immunocompromised are susceptible. Um, but who are those people and what does being immunocompromised mean? Yes, I was immunocompromised as somebody who lived for 34 years with Crohn's disease. Um, I would have been very worried about this um, uh, epidemic uh, five years ago, but I'm not now because so much information is out there. And over the last five years, really solidified my knowledge and understanding of how our immune systems really work. And um, I'm here to share that information with as many people as possible as a health care provider, you know, and, and somebody who really wants to share uh, information that could change a lot of people's lives. And it very much related to the coronavirus, very much related to autoimmune disease 
and very much related to a lot of other health issues. I'm super excited to get into that. Uh, if we can briefly introduce you, uh, hey, can you tell us the people a little bit about yourself and who you are and, and, and where you're located right now? Sure. So my name is Joel Gould and I'm a dentist and I live in Los Angeles, California. Um, I'm originally from Canada and that's where I practiced for the first 10 years of my life. Um, I was in Vancouver, British Columbia, but prior to that, I had worked for the government of Canada with training in public health dentistry and pediatrics, um, hospital dentistry. Um, and I've been in Los Angeles for 20 years at my location down here in the South Bay. And um, I'm a general dentist, treat, treat uh, all different types of dental issues, exactly what people think. But about five years ago, I discovered I had sleep apnea. And that sort of set in motion a bunch of different things that happened to me. And it um, allowed me to see my health in a completely different way. And what I discovered was actually really disturbing. And even though a lot of the information I discovered is known, I don't think it's out there in a way that's useful or helpful to people. And what I discovered is so important that um, I think that people, even right at this moment, really need to know about this for this current pandemic. And, um, and that's sort of where I want to break away and just do like a, this is urgent for anyone listening to this. If you are not actively supplementing your vitamin D, you're going to want to start immediately because this is something that will kick into effect literally immediately. And you really want to have a higher vitamin D level. Uh, and now I know because I have now had the coronavirus. Um, so different people are going to experience it differently and vitamin D status is a lot of, it's, it's very important. So it's a lot of information, but, um, the real reason I, I wanted to talk to you is, is basically, you know, I, I, I know this podcast is pretty cool. You talk about things that the average person isn't talking about. And I want to bring in my information and what I discovered and the information that's out there and just tied in, in a way that's really meaningful to help the millions of people around the world who are suffering um, as I did, not from Crohn's disease, that was tough, but I also suffered from anxiety and depression, and I didn't know why. And that's a massive part of why I think that so something that this type of show, what you're doing, can help people. And I want to really give people this baseline understanding of how our own health is not exactly what you think it is, and that your doctor may care about you, but they may not have the tools and the right information to help you achieve the health that you're looking for. And it's not their fault, but that's the information I want to bring to light right away for anyone. And so um, what happened to me was five years ago, I just five years ago, I started having anxiety and depression for no real reason. And as I followed that trail, it led me to a psychiatrist for depression medication, for anxiety medication. And all that was was useful at the time to help mask the symptom. But I addressed the root cause. And so many people are suffering from the syndrome that I wrote a book about this called the modern epidemic. It's the epidemic of modern living. It's a syndrome that is happening to people and it plays out very specifically. And one of the chief um, symptoms is anxiety and depression with insomnia, poor sleep and sleep apnea. So to anyone listening to this, I want you to know right away that it doesn't matter what you have going on in your life. You may have had horrific tragic events that have amplified all of these things that happen to us over our time. But there's a biochemical switch here that I want people to really know about, to know that this is as easy as ordering something online right now or going to your corner store with the mask on and buying some supplements because this information is not out there in a meaningful way. And by the end of our interview, I'd love people to understand 
um, what happened to me and how it probably is affecting them and what they can do today to take active steps right now, not to be terrified of the coronavirus, because this is not a monster. This is a virus like all viruses, and it doesn't have any intentions. It just lives in the physical world. So I'm really excited to try and help people just get their mind around this one thing because it's so profound and affects so many aspects of our life. Well, I'm excited to have you on, Dr. Gold, because, um, or Gould, because I also am struggling with sleep apnea right now. Well, not right now. I've always, ever since I, I remember I was like 25 and my girlfriend who was studying to be a doctor was like, you start breathing in your sleep, you know? And I was like, all right, whatever, you know? Um, but now that I'm 44 and I'm reading so much more research about uh, how sleep apnea are, are just taking years off of my life and also adding weight to my body, like it's been so, such a struggle for me to keep my weight in check, to keep right. my mood in check. Right. And you're right, the depression, the anxiety, it's all linked to, uh, you know, not getting an adequate night of sleep. Can you, for the listeners, specify what sleep apnea is and why it's important for us to address it? Because I know so many people have it and they're not taking it seriously. Right. Well, it's one of the most confusing diseases in history. And, you know, back to my book is called The Modern Epidemic. The sleep disorder is one aspect of that. Diabetes, weight gain, insomnia, heart disease. These are all different spokes of this one wheel. And just so that people understand because I'll explain about sleep apnea, but the syndrome is very simple. If our doctors knew how our bodies operated, everyone listening to this would already know their vitamin D level, as in having had a test a couple of times a year and be actively supplementing a therapeutic amount and knowing and tracking their level. And that's what I discovered. So sleep apnea is one component of this. And um, it all comes from the same source, low vitamin D, changes how the gut microbiome, your gut bacteria changes everything and then it affects every part of your health. So this is a syndrome. And then whether you get diabetes or get Crohn's disease or have insomnia or get obese, really just depends on your genetic background, what your diet is and what things you're doing. And so I want to tie these pieces together into one syndrome. So sleep apnea is literally a syndrome and the apnea word is Greek for without breath. So it's a syndrome where the person who has it stops breathing. Now, when they stop breathing, that could be for a few seconds, it could be for a few minutes. And that's how apnea is measured, is by how many times you stop breathing per hour and by how long you stop breathing for. Now, I want people to know that everyone thinks that apnea is a disease of obesity and laziness. And most people think that, well, I'm a good person and I exercise and I eat right, I shouldn't have apnea. And they see those obese people who are older and they see the CPAP and they think, well, that's, you know, I don't want that. And unfortunately, that's the end stage of the disease. That's at the point where somebody has been choking in their sleep for a very long time and their body's very unhealthy. It's very hard for people to be healthy and regenerate if during the time you're supposed to be sleeping, you're choking and stopping breathing. So apnea means without breath. Um, the diagnosis of apnea used to be made at a sleep lab. It still can be. And that's usually these days... Um, retained for the people who are older, who have other health issues called morbidities, comorbidities, diabetes, heart disease. Um, these are some of the reasons why you'd want to go to a sleep facility and have a doctor monitor you so that you could be fitted with the CPAP. And those are the people who really will be helped most by it. Someone like yourself had this syndrome when you were younger, 
I had this at age 48. I have 23-year-olds. I have 17-year-olds that have this. It's not related to your weight, although weight can amplify it. And you don't need to be obese to have this. I have elite athletes that have this. This is a neurological condition where the part of the brain that regulates sleep and breathing is broken. And that's it. And it's not what people think. This is not fat neck weighing down, closing your airway. This is not a punishment. This is basically what happens to our bodies. We're very environmentally sensitive. And we have all these different aspects of modern life that are keeping us sick. So I want to make sure that I clarify that, you know, sleep apnea is a syndrome not caused by one thing, but the thing that causes apnea is at the same root cause to what's causing the breakdown of our society, dementia, Alzheimer's, um, Parkinson's, heart disease, diabetes. These are the diseases of modern living and they're caused because our doctors are giving us the wrong information. Over the last 20, 30 years, the fitness industry has exploded, the nutrition industry has exploded, but so has the rise of chronic inflammatory disease with cancer now going to be overtaking heart disease as a major cause of death. We clearly do not have this figured out, by the way. And I'm saying that as a healthcare provider. I'm somebody who preached that eat less, exercise more. I'm somebody who believed that eating small meals throughout the day to stoke my metabolism was smart. I'm somebody who avoided the sun and somebody who avoided red meat wrong, wrong, all wrong. And I want to get rid of these myths today. And people don't necessarily need to believe me. But if you have children, I ask you that you investigate this because, you know, you may not want to really delve into health, but, you know, I watched my parents die and um, I watched what their doctors did. And I saw that the mistakes they made and what they were believing and their doctors believed the treatment was appropriate. I see where it failed. So I want to share that organic information with people um, to let them understand what this is. So Sleep apnea is the symptom of a greater disease. It's a disease of the autonomic nervous system, the part of the brain that regulates digestion, circulation, sleep, breathing, all of the housekeeping duties that we don't need to focus on as humans. You know, you think about this is that we kind of trade back and forth between our fight and flight and our rest and digest setting. Um, when we get stressed out, we're in fight or flight and when we calm down, we're in rest and digest. And an important stage of our rest and digest stage is sleep. That's when we regenerate. If you're not sleeping properly, you're interrupting your regeneration tool and it's not going to end well. So for people who I say, oh, you're worried you have apnea, now's the time to investigate. But listen to what I have to say first, because if you go to different people, they have their own opinions. Some people want to do surgery. Some people want to widen people's jaws. I want to give people all the information and let them choose what they want to do. That's something that's not ridiculous. If you slept well for the first 30 or 40 years of your life, and now you snore and you can't sleep anymore, nothing's happened to your, your body. There, this is a syndrome that's not understood yet. And, and, and it will be. And I, I'm hoping to share this message with people like you. So, um, and, and please, any more specific questions about apnea, um, please let me know. But so basically, it's treated either with a CPAP or an oral device. I make the oral device as a dentist. It can be treated with different other health and lifestyle changes. It just depends on where you are with your stage of apnea. So it's a little complex, but there, there's no one answer, one size fits all. But if you think you have apnea, sooner is better. Prevention is always better than repair. Always. I, I love that because right now I'm in the stages where, you know, my, my girlfriend is sleeping in the other bedroom because I'm snoring so loud. And ah. I, for the past couple of nights, I've been experimenting with putting uh, tape over my lips because I heard that mouth breathing it also contributes to snoring and apnea. So I'm trying to how, breathe through the nose. How did that go for you? I tell you, you what, it's, it's hard to gauge because 
the first night I did it, I have an app that records uh, my snoring. And uh, I snored for like five minutes when I usually I snore for a few hours. However, I also for that day changed my diet. I didn't have any extra processed sugar. So I, I did all the things. There was exercise, there was sunlight. Um, and then my sugars were, my carbs were just complex carbs. Because I'm a, I'm a donut guy. Like donuts, sure. cakes, cookies, ice cream, all that stuff. So, but I, I had a, a couple days where, and so it was hard to determine how much of my night snoring was my diet and how much was the tape over my mouth. Because then right. the next night, I think I snored, but my girlfriend said the tape came off my lips. Right. So, uh, right. Okay. So, so I like that. And just keep in mind that the hard part with sleep is that we do it every night or we're supposed to do it every night. There still aren't really great tools to be gauging this. I've been in this field for five years and I've tried just about everything and just know that most of these devices are using microphones to measure the noise in the room. If you have a dog, it can change it. So just understand that, you know, people listening to this shouldn't know this stuff. I don't want to come across as saying I know everything and people should know this. They shouldn't. As a dentist, as a professional, I have apnea myself. I have been to all the major camps on sleep apnea in dentistry. I have listened to the lectures of sleep apnea and doctors. I do not want to go to a medical sleep apnea doctor whose main tools are surgery because I want to look at the reversible, obvious things that I can do that are organic first. And if I need to do surgery, then I'll do surgery if it's appropriate. Um, someone has a deviated septum, can't breathe through their nose. That's not the root cause of apnea. That will amplify or make your apnea worse. If you don't have the right chemical components, you're going to choke in your sleep. Now, at 45, if you're relatively healthy, your apnea may be miles, and it may not be. And if you want to reverse it, the good news is that it's very difficult to reverse. But Sorry, the, the bad news is very difficult to reverse. The good news is that the job in reversing it, the actual activities and things that you'll need to do to reverse it, they also reverse all the chronic inflammatory diseases, including cancer. Because... Things People are afraid of a couple of things. Number one, now they're already confused about what to eat. When I go to the store, do I get beans or do I get meat? Red meat causes cancer, but I still like it. I don't want to eat that vegan stuff because it tastes kind of weird and it's processed. I don't want it. So they're getting these terrible mixed messages, and I want to clear some of that up. But um, the average person should not necessarily understand any of this, and that's what I'm here to talk about. So I want people who look at you and go, well, he's not fat. And you know, how long have you been sleeping poorly for, for 20 years? Now think about this. We don't have a system where, where you can go to, where would you go? I discovered this, you know, by accident that when someone doesn't sleep uh, well, there's nowhere to go. You go to your doctor, he prescribes some pain, some pills for a while. You can't take those forever. Then you go for a sleep study. And one of two things happen, you come home and they tell you you don't have apnea, but you're still miserable. Or you come up with a CPAP that you put in your closet and you don't want to wear. You know, let's be realistic. So I've never thought that I would be like a, a, a marriage counselor, but I get people to sleep in the same room again because I can make the mouthpiece that eliminates the snoring. Do not order these online yourself. You could damage your jaw permanently. I'm the guy people come to sometimes when they can't close their jaw properly because they've worn something they bought online. This is your sleep. This is your regeneration tool. It is worth your while to investigate this. It is worth it. I do sleep studies out of my office just to help people screen for this because it's so, you know, this is such an important thing. And, and it's not, this is a marathon. It's not a sprint. A sprint. This is, you've got to understand that you're going to have good nights and bad nights, but understanding how your sleep works. That's what I'm trying to teach people is how does our sleep work? Where this comes into the realm of what I want to share with you is 
every single person who follows your, your um, podcast most likely has apnea. I'm sorry if you're listening to this. If you're over 35 or over 40, you've been in the military, you most likely have apnea because it's caused by vitamin D deficiency, period. If you wear a uniform all day long, doesn't matter where you are and how hot it is, you're going to become vitamin D deficient. That's it. Military people have apnea at a much higher rate. If you have experienced depression, you're most likely choking in your sleep. That's what happened to me. I didn't know what was wrong with me. I started having anxiety and panic attacks that I'd never had them in my life. And I didn't know why because my life was okay. And I would see anything out of the corner of my eye and think, uh, that's going to be a problem. You know, this is going to happen. That's going to go down a negative spiral, a spiral of negative thoughts. It didn't even make any sense. It was overreaction. I'd never experienced this before. And so that's why I sought psychiatric help. And my doctor was great. And he took my blood pressure and he said, you're healthy. Here's some serotonin reuptake inhibitors, your SSRIs, your Paxil, you know, whatever it is that you're taking. A lot of my patients are on to keep you calm. And it worked for a while, but it's just masking what the problem was. He didn't ask me if I had apnea. He didn't know. He had apnea himself 100%. I could see through some of the symptoms. But if I would have gone to him and he would have said, hey, Joel, I know you came here because you're depressed. I think you should go get a test for sleep apnea. I would have walked in and gone down the hall to the next psychiatrist because I wanted pills. I wanted something to fix my anxiety and depression. And it worked for a while. And to anyone listening to this, there's no judgment here. I never thought I'd get off those medications. But it wasn't until I raised my vitamin D level, had multiple tests, and treated my apnea that my anxiety and depression went away. I stopped taking those medications. And it's not a panacea. This isn't a fix-all. But these are the things that cause this. And so when you start to fix the root causes of these different syndromes that people are experiencing, the anxiety, the depression, it all starts to make sense. You make 90% of your feel-good neurotransmitters in your gut microbiome. Those are the chemicals that your gut bacteria make, not you. They supply us with those, but they need to have the right fuel to produce those, and that's vitamin D. And you can think about this, how it makes sense is that in the old days, when the sun was low in the sky and there was very little vitamin D, it was winter. And as a result, we would find different food. Our gut microbiome would shift to a totally different set of microbes. And now everybody has withdrawn into a, a sense of like low vitamin D in winter because they're on lockdown. No one's supplementing the right amount. And this is telling our bodies it's winter and our gut microbiome can't make the feel-good chemicals. Now that alone is enough to cause depression. But if you add in the inability to repair your body at night. And how do you feel when you don't get a good night's sleep? How miserable and grumpy you want to eat something sugary. This is so critical for us. If you fix the sleep, you fix the body and the ability to regenerate. If you fix the vitamin D level, you can fix the sleep. Some people will require vitamin D supplementation and other vitamins. Some people will require an old device. Some people will require a CPAP if they want to be healthy and alive for their family. I'm not here to, to sugarcoat it. Sorry guys, but I at least have the right information. Wouldn't it be good to know that when you go to the store and you're agonizing over these choices that you at least had in your back pocket, some real shit, the real deal, scientific support from someone like myself who doesn't, I don't fall for that bullshit anymore. I was kept sick for 34 years because my doctors were curious enough to dig deeper into my disease. And I'm an idiot because I thought that I had known you know, it's genetic. What am I going to do? Crohn's disease is genetic. It's not. It's environmental with a genetic component, just like depression, just like everything, just like Parkinson's and, you know, all these things. So if you want to regain your health, 
just basic information that we'll go through. I don't want anyone to think that I'm not going to give away the key cornerstones of what I think that every human should need to do. And I consider myself an expert having worked in two countries and having been through a lot of this myself with my patients. I've been in one location for 20 years. So um, I have a good grasp on basically how people are breaking down. I'm excited to share the simple, easy stuff. It's a lot of information there. Sorry about that. No, I, I love it. And, and the listeners love it. And I'm so excited to get into the specifics of it because you it. mentioned vitamin D. I am also, I, I did a blood test and I found out that my vitamin D levels are at zero. It's like negative vitamin D. I'm, I'm way behind the curve. So wow. supplementing vitamin D. Uh, who told now, Who told you, who told you what to do? Let me guess. You got a prescription from your doctor. Uh, prescription from the doctor and I got a, a blood test, uh, from somewhere. They were just checking right. my, my, my thyroid, yep. my testosterone, all that stuff. Everything was great except for my, uh, vitamin D levels. That was the only thing that was at a zero. And I know for black people, uh, it's, uh, it's more so because of our skin. So if we're, if you're dark complected with wearing clothes and inside all day, then yeah. uh, that's the bad news. triple whammy. Yeah. Yeah. It's really, so it's really bad news. Yeah. For people mm-hmm. out there who do supplement, how do they know what, there's so many supplements on the yep. market. Cause all vitamin D I would assume is not the same. And you mentioned meat, please talk to us, help us pick out the right vitamin sure. D here. Okay. Well, so obviously I'm going to plug my own vitamin line. I work with a U.S. company, any reputable vitamin, be careful ordering your vitamins um, on Amazon, if you don't know where they're coming from, there are lots of counterfeit vitamins out there. Mine come from a U.S. company, and their ingredients are as verified as possible um, because they get stuff that comes in from other countries as well, and they test that. So just know there are counterfeits out there. Don't be paranoid. A, a, a name brand that you buy at a, at a known um, pharmacy should be fine. It's just that be careful on the Internet. There are all types of stuff. So it doesn't really matter. The brand vitamin D is actually very inexpensive. It's not that important, but I want people to know some really important stuff right now. It's the middle of winter. We're down to the, some of the shortest days of the year. You cannot make vitamin D naturally in the sun right now, unless you live where I live in Los Angeles or south of a line between Los Angeles and Atlanta. Don't bother going in the sun unless you enjoy it. You won't make vitamin D. The sun is not high enough in the sky. So to anyone who has not been supplementing during COVID, your levels most likely quite low unless you're an active sun tanner or outside without clothes on. I have lots of, um, even Instagram on my Instagram feed, I have the excuses that people make thinking they're fine about vitamin D um, called these excuses. I would definitely check that out. My Instagram feed is modernhuntergathers.com. And I go through the excuses that people have, why their vitamin D level is fine. It will make a difference when you're in the hospital. If you think you get a lot of sun exposure, it'll only make a difference what your blood level of vitamin D is. And this is coming from a doctor who was shocked to find that none of my doctors knew or cared about vitamin D and knew what to tell you. If I was your doctor and you had a level of zero, I would have given you a written, as I do with all my patients, a handwritten prescription of what to do. So how much vitamin D did you end up taking? And there's no judgment here. Because, I, to yeah, be honest, is, I have I have no idea. Um, you bought some online? Or you, I bought, you know what? Let me, I got the pill bottle right in front of me. I'm going to go grab it. Hold on. <laughs> okay. Not not to plug a, another thing, but uh, it's called uh, Life Extension, and it has vitamins yep. D and K with C iodine. Good. Um, okay, so that's a good and brand. And I think and, each vitamin D, I don't know, it says 125 MCG. 
which is 625 percent, which is one capsule. So I've been taking two capsules a day. Okay. But does it say how many international units is on there? Uh, oh, I use. Uh, I do not see. I use on here. <laughs> which is that trouble? It- I don't. I don't like the laugh. I don't. I don't like that. That little giggle you yeah. had going just now. Yeah. So. So just so this is some of the most confusing stuff in micrograms. They shouldn't be talking like that. But vitamin D traditionally is sold in international units. Are you there? You look like you. Yeah. 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 And, sorry. Yep. yep. And um, the amount that you take is highly variable depending on who you are, your size, what time of season it is, what your diet is, and all this different stuff. But just to make it easy, if you've not been supplementing vitamin D, I would start taking. 20,000 international units of vitamin D and that's two zero, not 2000. And that's the biggest confusion. Most people take 1000 or 2000. It's higher than the RDA. And why would they be believing that, that and more wasn't needed? The RDA isn't necessarily wrong. It's just that you can't go by that. So if like, again, if you have not taken vitamin D, start taking 20,000 IU. If you're sick right now, take a lot more. If you actually have COVID or you have a cold or a flu, start taking this um, and um, raise your level. And I, I was, you know, I had not been supplementing my vitamin D like I usually do because I've been suntanning because I, I wanted to be all natural. But unfortunately, as I got busy, my level probably dropped like most people and I got COVID. And um, the minute, you know, that I start to feel symptoms, I started taking, you know, 100,000 international units. And I have videos on my uh, YouTube channel that show that 100,000 IU is not toxic under any circumstances. 40,000 international units is one milligram. So what does that mean to the average person? It shouldn't mean anything. Okay, so I usually recommend 5,000 IU to everyone unless you're a child. It's about 1,000 IU per 25 pounds. So if you're a 100-pound woman, you're going to take 4,000 IU. If you're a 200-pound man, you take 8,000. That's a holding dose. If you've been low for a long time, take more. I'm not supposed to be giving medical advice, but this advice can save your life. And if someone can show me any of the toxic side effects that come from immediately supplementing your level, good luck. I'd love to see them. They don't exist. So it's much more important to me for people to understand that the information that's out there is very confusing. That's why I created a digital ebook with peer-reviewed scientific references. And just to let people know, this has to be incorporated into society because you know, you, you're listening to this now. You may have been sick your entire life because your doctors didn't know about this. You may have a child that's not growing or developing right now who will need braces and intervention for sleep and breathing. I see it every day. So this is super important stuff, and I'm not going to be shy about this. This is not a pharmaceutical medication. You can buy it at the corner store. It's also free if you go outside. So that's the first thing. The second thing is that vitamin D is best taken with vitamin K2. They go together. I call them soulmates. They both come with the bright sunlight and there being more green grass. That's how you absorb calcium to you for the winter. And then I think it's smartest to take it with some magnesium as well. And those are the three things I think are the most important. I think it's good at this time in history to take some vitamin C and to take some zinc with copper. Um, and I take a multivitamin, but that's pretty much it. Um, you know, those are what I think are very important because they're removed from the food chain. So right now, if you haven't been taking vitamin D, don't panic. Start taking it because everything from how quickly you get sick to how much virus you shed to how quickly you recover is related to your vitamin D status. I can't prove it more than a couple of thousand studies that have been showing this for many years. It's very disappointing to see all the studies on colds and flus. It makes sense that in the winter, of course, people are getting together in smaller spaces, 
But everyone's vitamin D deficient now as it is. You cannot make vitamin D just walking around casually, and people are not even walking around casually outside, not at this time of year, and not with these shutdown recommendations. Is there a time of day that's best to take the vitamin D, K, and, and, and what about foods? Uh, sure. Is you eat, take it on an empty stomach? So it's best, considering that it's a fat, it's a fat-soluble vitamin, it's best taken with food. I don't care, though, if, if, it, if you forgot, just take it. Um, I like to take it first thing in the morning. I tell my patients, um, put it next to your toothbrush because your dentist is crazy trying to remind you to take this. Um, doesn't matter what time you take it. There's some anecdotal evidence. People saying they can't, they sleep better if they take it at night. I don't believe that. Uh, some people say they can't sleep if they take it at night. People just need to be careful that for one in every 100 or more people, some people can go up very quickly and they'll need a vitamin D test. So supplementing vitamin D without a test, I don't think is good, but I'd rather have you supplement and be too high than die from COVID. So some of the studies are showing that the people who died had levels below 10. So this is something, you know, like it's not causation. This is not the magic bullet for the coronavirus, but this is what you can do to bolster your immune system. So easy, so cheap that it's embarrassing that we haven't had a national mandate to have everybody supplement vitamin D, even the 4,000 IU, like that could be a go across the board. It would help so many people who are, you know, this is terrible. People are dying alone. Um, breaks my heart. But anyway, so the, so D3K2 magnesium, and I have lots of videos on more specifics. And in, again, my ebook could be downloaded from my website, modernhuntergathers.com or from Amazon. If you Google my name, Dr. Joel Gould, um, it's just a preview of my work, but it has some specific links that may blow your mind and a story that you maybe haven't heard before, because I think it's starting to become obvious to people that if our doctors really knew how our bodies work, we wouldn't be having this, these shutdowns and and people would be getting more fit. I've never seen more people trying to be healthy over the last you know, 10, 20 years. But if you're trying to follow a low-fat diet and stay out of the sun, it's a disaster. For people listening to this who have diabetes, I know this may sound insulting, but diabetes isn't a real disease. It's staying out of the sun and eating the wrong food. And if you have diabetes, you can end it now. You just have to be careful about how you wean yourself off of the sugar that your doctors think is a normal part of our diet. It's not. Those of you who have diabetes are following your doctor's orders. The orders are wrong. You may have a genetic predisposition to diabetes, but diabetes is just eating the wrong food and staying out of the sun. And this is a good thing to learn and to know. And, and you know, just because when you go to the grocery store, you see all the stuff that's presented as food, this isn't what we ate as humans throughout our evolutionary history. This isn't what our natural food is supposed to be, and it's quite harmful to us. We're literally being poisoned in a couple of different ways. So um, I definitely want to go through dietary recommendations as well to all your listeners because um, I want to give this information away and let people start to let this sink in because some people may just be dismissive and people will fall out of their health paradigm at different rates. It's very hard for people to think about a piece of fatty meat fried in butter and eaten with cheese melted on top. That could be healthy, but it is. It's one of the healthiest foods that you could ever eat depending on that the meat is preferably grass-fed, grass-finished, and the cheese is from a gra animal that ate green grass, not corn, grain, or soy. And butter is one of the healthiest foods in the world as long as it comes from a cow that is not fed hormones, genetically modified foods, or anything. If you have a cow in organic pasture grazing, that butter is one of the healthiest foods that you could ever eat. And you can go on a diet of having a spoonful of butter every couple of hours and lose tons of weight. I don't advise that, but just understand that these recommendations are wrong. They're wrong. Um, grains, corn, and soy are very damaging to us. So um, I'll leave that, leave that open for some more clarification. But when it comes to vitamin D, just know this, that 
Um, you can Google these things. You can Google cancer and vitamin D. When I started to look into this, both of my parents had died from pancreatic cancer. And I was thinking about the genetic component, thinking, great, I have Crohn's disease, and now I'm going to have to worry about pancreatic cancer because both my parents had it. Well, this is an environment, environmental syndrome. And when I started to Google just the, at the beginning, vitamin D, pancreatic cancer, and PubMed, PubMed is the website that doctors go to to see real scientific studies. If anyone's interested in being their own WebMD, which I highly recommend. So I started seeing these studies about pancreatic cancer and vitamin D. And I was like, wait a second, this isn't that, this is not hidden, this is right there. And when I called their doctor, he didn't know about it. He didn't care. It wasn't 30 years ago. It was five years ago. And he didn't supplement their vitamin D. He didn't measure their vitamin D. And it was instrumental in their cancer. So I can't go back in time, but I can at least let people know that this is not on your doctor's radar. Your doctor doesn't know this. And the reason that I can say that is that I'm a doctor and I didn't know it. And you don't know what you don't know. If your doctor knew about what vitamin D was, they would have already tested you. If they knew how important it was, they would have already given you real recommendations on what to do. This is at the root cause of so many chronic diseases that this is kind of a scandal that we're at this point in history. And my information is standalone. It will withstand the test of time. My information is correct and you can it's verifiable, but you have to see the way I have it so that something that this is really obvious stuff. And a lot of what I'm going to be saying, well, you'll be like, of course, think about this. How could the foods that our ancestors evolved on throughout all of evolutionary history suddenly become toxic to us? How is that? It's what eating meat and being hunter-gatherers that made us who we are, that we became the top of the food chain because we mastered how to conquer animals and have as much food as we wanted. There were no vegan hunter-gatherers. There were no vegetarian hunter-gatherers. I would argue that probably a lot of civilization happened along the coast and seafood is maybe more important than red meat, but red meat is one of the healthiest foods on this planet. And the idea that this could be toxic is ridiculous. It's shameful. And it's dangerous. And I'm here as one of many voices trying to share that information in a meaningful way. And what it means is don't go get a hamburger with the bun and fries and, and bacon and cheese and all that. That's not what you want to say red meat. I mean the meat itself, the ground beef, the steak, anything that Mother Nature makes, anything in an animal that you can catch reasonably is not bad for you. Cholesterol and seafood is not bad for you. It's very healthy. Your doctor's trying to lower your cholesterol because that's what they make money doing because big pharma makes billions of dollars on this one thing. Do you know, if you're on cholesterol statins, that's a whole separate conversation I still like to have. If you're taking, are you taking cholesterol statins? Was that suggested to you? Uh, my cholesterol is borderline, but they did not recommend any meds. Uh, it's nothing, it's just something to keep an eye on. Uh, yeah. Well, I don't, I don't follow those numbers because they're not based on any diets that humans should be following. So, um, I've had my cholesterol tested. I don't care about my cholesterol. I care about my diet and I care about my vitamin D status and the other nutritional elements and, and the activities that I do. Those measurements for cholesterol, this is all basically, I want to say this as succinctly as possible. It's a scam that was concocted in the 1950s. There's a guy by the name of Ansel Keys, and he's the guy who fudged all the data saying the fat is unhealthy. There's a great book by Nina Teichel. It's called The Big Fat Lie. And it's the story of how our health has been subverted for profit and still is. The whole plant-based movement now, plants and plant-based life, not interesting to me, I'm an animal. I need an animal-based life. 
Um, the, the marketing is very powerful and it's convincing all of my patients to want to be vegan, even though a lot of them just say, well, I still like red meat, but I'm afraid I'm going to get heart disease. And I'm sorry, but it doesn't, red meat doesn't cause heart disease. I'm really sorry. So, so you, get, yeah. you talked about vitamin D, vitamin K2, magnesium. Uh, and, and we've also talked about nutrition in terms of eating red meat, butter, as long as it's grass-fed sources, grass-fed, grass-finished, right? So we're not, it's, it's not this all-or-nothing proposition that a lot of people are touting. It's here are the parameters. Like if you're going to eat red meat, here's how you do it. If you're going to get sun, here's how you do it. There are parameters to things. It's not all-or-nothing. We, we're trying to cancel everything. We're canceling red meat now. So right. my, right. you, you t- also mentioned uh, that you make a mouthpiece for people who are struggling with sleep apnea. Can you talk to us about that? Because I'm right now talking to my uh, snore doctor about uh, getting a, a mouthpiece in. And uh, is this something that is, is new to me? Sure. Sure. Where, where, where are you located? I'm in San Diego. Oh, you are? Okay. Um, did, how did you find this particular doctor? They a dentist? Uh, it was recommended to me from a, a, a dietitian whose uh, boyfriend has a sleep apnea and he used it and, and then he's gotten results from it. So boom, boom, sure. boom. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll explain the, the whole process. So um, just keep in mind, like everything in this country, there's different levels of, of um, competency and that most dentists who ha- are advertising for apnea um, there should be um, a couple of um, testimonials uh, online um, and just, you know, to understand that this is a serious um, thing because apnea is deadly and it, you can have permanent changes to the jaw. So make sure that you're dealing with somebody who's qualified. Now, the whole idea behind this device is it's called a mandibular advancement device. And what it does is it holds the lower jaw open and forwards to widen the airway. Your airway can be can be sort of narrow. And then when you bring your jaw forward, you can widen the airway to its maximum. And so when we fit these, we're looking for that maximum spot. And it can be tough and it can change over time. So these these mouthpieces will also help to prevent the tongue from totally falling back. So they can be very effective. And they also put some pressure on the palate, which sends a little bit of a neural signal um, to to be able to um, stop choking. Okay, It's it's a rest and digest signal. And that's why some people, so if you're listening to this, if you want to know if you have apnea, I can tell you by the position that you sleep in. Nobody should sleep on their back. Nobody. Okay. If you sleep on your side, your body has already told you that you prefer that. It's what holds your airway most open. If you sleep on your stomach, you've got bad apnea, seek help. People who sleep on their stomach need to sleep on their stomach so that their airway and their tongue falls forward. It's usually a very bad indication. I had a 17-year-old who slept um, on his stomach, he had terrible apnea, um, and his vitamin D level was off the charts low. Um, so those are the, the things that can alert you to whether you have an issue. If you sleep best sitting up in a chair, that's also a sign because I used to sleep really great in a chair because you're like clearing up your tongue falling back is less. So these devices, they're portable. They're relatively comfortable. They can be worn almost every night. They can be taken on planes. And I have people who should be wearing a CPAP, but have refused for whatever reason discomfort doesn't work for them. They feel claustrophobic. These devices can work. They're not better than a CPAP, but if you use it more, technically it's better for you. If you have a CPAP that's very effective and it's in your closet, it's not going to be helping you. But I want people to understand that this is, you know, I don't see this as a lifelong disease. 
that we need to understand the root causes and then start to manage those. So um, wearing a device for the rest of your life, I don't know. Um, is it better than getting cancer? Yeah. Is it better than having joint replacements and chronic disease? Yeah, it is. Um, I think it's really clear. It was so shocking to me in the apnea space that as I approached different companies, everyone was just thinking about um, obesity and jaw structure. Everyone just wanted to do surgery, and, and I'm not into that. So um, I love their perspective. So that, that's sort of how a dentist in your neighborhood can help you. Um, obviously, at some point in time, I'd like people to take my course to add that so when they make an oral device, they can understand some of the theories behind what can help to regenerate you. The only thing that you can do, you know, what do you do when you when you have a corrupt program on your computer? You can delete it and reinstall a new one. You can do a Control-Alt-Delete. But how do you do that with the sleep program in your brain? Well, that, that's what I'm working on. That's, that's my goal with my book and my writing. And that is to allow people to understand that the part of the brain that regulates sleep, if it's broken, it's not just the sleep that's broken. The reason that we're focused on sleep is because you can hear snoring. It's loud. It gets you kicked out of the bedroom. You can feel exhausted. It'll wreck your day at 2.30. You're exhausted. You wake up at 3 in the morning. You can't get back to sleep. All the things that people are experiencing, this is the syndrome. I created an entire book with cartoon characters to allow people to be able to identify who they are. And so I have the different syndromes. I have angry man syndrome, which is what happens to men when they choke in their sleep and they don't know they're suffering. When they get called out, when they, they lose their cool instantly and they lash out. And I had that for very many years and I still fall back on that behavior. And it makes you look like a crazy person. But the people who aren't in your skin don't know how little patience you have. That's what sleep deprivation is. As that progresses, you start to gain weight. And then you become what I call roadkill. You get heavy and no matter what you do, you're like, yeah, I'm choking in my sleep. Um, and then you go to your doctor and they say, well, son, you have high cholesterol. Now you got to start taking this medication. You're like, doctor, I don't really want to do this. And then what are you going to you, you do? You can't go get your doctor, right? So if this crazy broken system that kept me sick and, you know, I like, I, I wish, you know, um, you know, this is going to get out there and, and shows like this are going to help, but I'm excited for you for what you're going to feel like, especially if you, if you haven't been supplementing your vitamin D. And again, so your doctor didn't tell you, gosh, that's low. All kinds of cancers are associated with this. You better raise your level right away. Here you go. Make sure you take it with vitamin K2 and magnesium. No one's saying that, but I am. So that's what I'm putting out there and hopefully in a fun way. And for listening, and I, you know, I have something called bitchy woman syndrome. I struggle with this one because a lot of men have somebody in their life that's suffering from this and it's offensive and it's an insult. And if someone has a problem with it, tell everyone how terrible I am. Tell everyone. Okay. Bitchy woman syndrome is something that so many women experience because they don't have the rest and digest chemicals. They're stuck in fight or flight. It's called central sensitization syndrome. If you're a woman listening to this and you're not mad at me because I call it bitchy woman syndrome, it's cute. You should see the quick caricature. But this is what it's about. Insomnia, bruxism, clenching and grinding, migraines, chronic migraines, IBS, fibromyalgia, chronic Lyme disease, um, uh, constipation, diarrhea. With the, your body isn't working right because of the autonomic nervous system. The part of the brain that regulates all of your housekeeping duties is broken and you are stuck in fight or flight and you cannot get to rest and digest. That's it, that's the syndrome. So I want these women who are suffering with this, who doctors laugh at saying, oh, fibromyalgia is like, it's made up in their head. This whole syndrome, this neurotic woman syndrome, this is real and it's cruel. 
uh, I met with a, a sleep apnea doctor who was treating these women and he was making them tell themselves stories. He had no idea there was a, a physiologic biochemical brain hormone component. And it blew my mind that these poor women were having to listen to this guy who's very well-meaning, but completely wrong. And they're afraid to go to sleep because they're choking all night in their sleep. And he wants them all to wear a CPAP. And they can't stand anything on their face, never mind wearing a CPAP, because they're stuck in this heightened state. So to anyone listening to this, these are transformation stories. In my ebook, you could see the before and the after. Angry man transforms to happy man. And bitchy woman transforms to witchy woman. And I mean witchy as in sexy, because when you sleep well and you don't have these nagging aches and pains and are miserable, it changes your life. And I can't wait to help people recognize these symptoms in their children and in their bosses. And I can't wait for this to be something that people can laugh about because this is something that we can change. There's so little these days that we're in control of. Your child, how their airway develops, how they grow because of how they sleep. Think of this, children grow in sleep. If your child is choking in their sleep, and trust me, they are, they are not going to be growing to their full capacity, not physically, not mentally, not sexually. This is important, people listening to this. I don't care if you hate me. I just care that you give your child the chance that I didn't have and so many children don't have. This is so easy to do. So this is, um, I want to put this out there just in, in the most fun way. And like I said, if you find that offensive, but you woman syndrome, you can order a mug on my website. I have transformation mugs. If you turn it one way, it's got bitch woman. Turn it the other way, it's got witch woman. You can decide how you feel that day. And I just, like I said, I just want to make this fun. I want to give out information in, in a meaningful way that you'll remember, that you'll remember. That's why I have something called human power saving mode. I don't know if you had a chance to look at my book, but you know when your phone goes down to like 20% energy and it says low power mode? What do you think it does? It shuts down all non-essential functions. Why? Well, it's trying to conserve energy until you plug it back in. When your vitamin D level goes below 20 nanograms per milliliter, it's just exactly like your phone, except that your body doesn't tell you, it just shuts down all non-essential functions. And those non-essential functions are the ones that protect you from cancer and viruses and bacteria. And the reason I call it human power saving mode is because we as human animals are subjected to that exact same power issue and if you don't plug your phone in, what's going to happen? It's going to die. So if you don't plug yourself back into the energy of the sun, you can use your imagination. The result is chronic modern illness. And this is, like I said, this is kind of scandalous. So I'm glad to anyone who's listening to this share this. This is important. And if you, you know, like I said, if you don't, if you don't have to do this for yourself, do it for your children. You can save yourself thousands of dollars in orthodontics if you want your child to have a proper airway growth. And that goes to people listening right now whose children are in bed when they grind their teeth or they hear snoring. It's not cute. Bruxism, clenching and grinding isn't caused by stress. Three and four-year-olds have no stresses in their lives. It's a neurological condition where the part of the brain that regulates sleep and breathing is short-circuiting. You're hearing your child's future being choked down. You're watching it. So I don't know how I can make this any more appealing to people who are listening, but this is really important. This is such an easy thing to do. This is not asking you to give up all kinds of crazy stuff in your life. When you see my rules, you're going to laugh because they're all really good. This is something so simple. I think everyone now realizes that we've got to start to supplement some stuff. It's in the news, but this is the key component. Vitamin C is important. Zinc is important. Vitamin D regulates the immune system and the gut microbiome. Vitamin D regulates 
the individual immune cells of the body, the T cells and the B cells, all of those require an evolutionary level of vitamin D to function properly. That's how it works. You know, to your listeners, I don't think anyone's old enough to remember this, but in the old days, there was a terrible epidemic that was way worse than COVID. It's called TB or tuberculosis. It still exists. Tuberculosis is a bacterial infection as opposed to COVID, which is a, a, a viral infection. But these are still pathogens. So in the old days, prior to antibiotics, because now if you have tuberculosis, they give you antibiotics. But prior to antibiotics, only 1940, guys, not that long ago, the cure to tuberculosis, which is a bacterial skin and lung infection, was to go to a sunny location and lie in the sun. That was the cure. And how it worked was it raised your vitamin D level and allowed you to make a bunch of other photochemicals that no doctors are studying because they're warning you to stay out of the sun and wear sunscreen. And this is a disaster. We're being poisoned and we're being kept sick by our own industries for profit, out of ignorance, maybe on purpose. I don't believe in conspiracies, but if I did, this is a good one. We're killing our population often. And I, I, I was subjected to this poisoning. It's a slow poisoning, but it's happening. Everyone listening to this is going to have to succumb to old age at some point. I just don't want to die before my time. Think about what death by natural causes is. What does that mean? In the old days, what was death by natural causes? Maybe living to 120 and dying in your sleep? Well, that's sleep apnea. That's how people die. They're just choking in their sleep and dying earlier these days. And, and it's preventable. It's very preventable. Dr. Joel, I, I could listen to you <laughs> talk forever. Uh, but we do have to wrap up here. Uh, and I just want to reiterate what your recommendations are. We talked about vitamin for sleep apnea, which, which, as we talked about, is linked to depression, anxiety, things that people are emotionally struggling with, especially during this time. Especially now. So especially. vitamin D with vitamin K2, also yep. take magnesium with that because that's going to also, the magnesium is going to help you sleep. Get you some yep. grass-fed and grass-finished yes. beef, butter, uh, and, and don't be afraid of the cheese. But also we're talking yep. about uh, the, the MAT uh, if you need that structural. But that's not a one-size-fits-all, as you said. Some people do need a CPAP, and, and so yeah. check that out. Um, yeah. In closing, is there uh, anything that we haven't talked about that you think – because, you know, we haven't talked about exercise or, or movement or anything like that. Right. Uh, briefly, is there anything that uh, we haven't talked yeah. about that could help people improve their, their sleep? Yeah. So um, sleep is complex. And keep in mind that um, you know, there's lots of great experts out there. And so I don't focus. Um, I have a whole program. It's for, for my book and all that. But it's high intensity interval training, meaning don't go to the gym. You can't anyway. Go for walks. Do some sprinting. Um, try and eat what you think your ancestors would have eaten if there weren't supermarkets or grocery stores. If you went to a grocery store 15,000 years ago, what would you find on the shelves? Use your imagination nothing that you see in the center of the store and don't think just because vegetables are supposed to be healthy that they are where possible try and, and eat organic um where possible everyone's trying to eat lean chicken and pork i don't believe in that i believe in red meat even if it's not grass-fed i think it's superior because those two animals are monogastric if they eat corn soy and grain the toxins goes into them quickly i don't think they're as healthy as what people think um and you know don't don't overexpose yourself to the sun understand that um, just like in fitness, there's thousands of hours of stuff you have to learn to bench press and have the right form for sports you have to practice. When it comes to exposing yourself to the sun, 
there's a lot to it. And that's what I'm trying to do is create different routines. People can follow watching the sunrise, watching the sunset, getting time exposure. So it's complex and just know that you shouldn't know this, but if we use common sense um, and science that we're going to have a really great result. And, and, you know, my materials are out there. I have a lot of good YouTube videos and um, I, you know, that those are the basics, eat more, a more nose to tail diet, try and choose grass fed organic products. I say uh, narrow your eating window. I do like intermittent fasting for a lot of reasons and get your vitamin D up. Vitamin D is in control of so many things, including aging and download my ebook. It's got a lot of stuff in there. It's free of charge. I'm not looking to make money on someone to share this information as widely as possible so that people can do just these simple things that can really be life or death. This is really, it's very tragic. I'll never get those years back um, that happened to me. And if you're listening to this now, you have inflammatory bowel disease, just know that your doctors don't have the answers or you'd already be managing your vitamin D level and know a lot of more of what I know. So it's out there and I look forward to sharing with everyone. And I really appreciate your time. Thank you. Uh, uh, last question that I ask of all my guests, because I always imagine there's one person listening in who may be on the precipice of ending their life. Before you kill yourself, what would you say to them? In this reality, you paid, you paid for the existence and the experience. Those feelings are coming out of somewhere and that is wrong and you're not in the right frame of mind to do something that's so permanent. Um, there's no medical doctors out there who are saying exactly what I'm saying. It's information that had I learned of earlier would have changed the trajectory of my life and millions of people around the world. Before you kill yourself, go get a vitamin D level and a sleep study. If you, if any of this is, is connecting with you, my materials out there, lots of videos, you can contact me, you can come to see me. Um, and before you kill yourself, understand that this is not your fault. Whatever happened to you, your doctors are really the ones that should have known better. And it's frightening that this is where we're at in history. So before you kill yourself, know that there is another alternative. Thank you so much, Dr. Gould. And we'll link to all your, your website and all those things in the show notes. Thank you so much, listeners, for tuning in. Remember, this podcast is not a substitute for you going to get help. Be calling the 1-800-SUICIDE or 1-800-273-TALK. You can always go to thrivewithleo.com for one-on-one coaching with yours truly. Let's get to tomorrow together. Thank you so much.